Good afternoon. Can everybody hear? You probably hear me without, but for recording purposes, I have to have the microphone, which makes me really nervous, not going to lie. Um, I, right. But it's a beautiful, it really is a beautiful room, a great facility to be able to do this. Um, I'm impressed every time I'm here. I'm, my name's Heather. I'm actually based out of Bowling Green, so I cover all of Western Kentucky. And my title with the bank is actually Financial Wellness Consultant. So what I do is, unfortunately, and this is why we're reaching out to kids y'all's age, is um, a lot of adults stress a lot over money, and it becomes a major issue that affects their health, it affects their job performance, and a lot of things like that. So my whole job is to help people alleviate some of that financial stress. And a lot of times I work with companies or organizations like the library here to reach out to larger groups just so we can get the word out and hopefully teach some things. Now this says five tips. We're not going to cover five tips because that goes into some of the like 401ks and that type of thing that you're probably not quite ready for yet although it's never too early to start saving for retirement. Um, but we're going to go over the first two today, which are budgeting and savings. So how many of you guys actually already save? A little bit, maybe? Some? Okay. Um, how, do, how Do either of you actually get, like, allowance or anything yet? Okay. Well, we're going to set you up so that you're ready to succeed when you do get your first job or you start getting income by helping you set up a budget, because the earlier you start that and you get in the habit of that, the easier it's gonna be for you to do. Because I will tell you from personal experience, um, I was taught to save and I was taught to do that, but I really wasn't taught about how to create a budget. So now that I'm older and I really need to be on a budget because I have kids going into college, kids in high school, um, it's a lot harder to start at my age than if I'd gotten in the habit when I was younger. So that's why we wanna talk about that some. So unfortunately, as you get older, life's kind of a balancing act. And um, you can go ahead and go forward a couple. Um, because not only do you find that you have your normal living expenses, like you have to have a place to live, a car to drive, food to eat, that sort of thing, then you also start finding out about things like insurance and things that come up unexpectedly, like medical bills and your car breaks down. And just as you think you've got everything under control and you know where your money's going, Something's gonna happen to mess that up. And so we want you to be prepared for all of those. So the first thing you're gonna do is develop a budget. So again, if you guys don't have money coming in right now, it's maybe a little bit hard to understand, but just think about, you always wanna have, be organized. So when you start getting um, paid or when you start getting bills and that sort of thing, keep all of that stuff together. Um, you can do it in a lockbox at home. If you wanna be really safe, the bank has things called safe deposit boxes. They're really cheap and you can keep important documents in there. So as you get older and you start working, you'll have to start paying taxes, which is everybody's favorite thing to do. Not really, but you need to always know where everything is because it makes it so much easier when it's time to do that. So anytime you get that information, you know where you're gonna put it so that when it comes um, time to use it, you know how to get to it, you know exactly where it is. It just makes everything so much easier. So start saving, um, starting that file. And a lot of times you guys will probably end up doing a lot of it electronically. Um, back when I started, that wasn't an option. So um, now that makes it really easy though, but always make sure it's something that's backed up so that you always have that information. It's gonna save you a lot of time and a lot of aggravation. Um, trying to figure out where we're at here. Sorry, did I go forward one more? One too many? Okay. Okay, so go forward one more, sorry. I was getting a little confused there. 
<laughs> I'm not used to having it behind me like this on turn around. Okay, so um, the next thing you wanna do when you're thinking about setting up a budget is come up with your goals. And for you guys, your goals can be something really easy. It can be a new bike, maybe. I don't know, you guys maybe passed that. I don't have kids your age anymore. A new video game system, there we go. Um, maybe you wanna stock up your library, whatever you wanna do, whatever that goal is, write it down. And as you get older, continue to do that because your goals are gonna change. And you're gonna find that you have some that are we call short-term goals and then some that are longer term. So, you know, planning for a vacation, a fun vacation, that might be, you know, a short-term goal. Planning for your college, that could be a longer-term goal for you guys, or planning for your first car, something like that. Everybody has goals and everybody's different. When you get to my age, my short-term goal right now, to be completely honest, is to pay off my credit card. My husband and I had a credit card. Both of us ended up without a job at the same time. Ended up building some on that that I would, wouldn't recommend doing, but at the time it was a necessity. So now that's our short-term goal. My long-term goal is to hopefully retire one day and be able to travel, because we love to travel. So always get in the habit also of writing down those goals. Any of you guys have goals already? Okay. <laughs> um, I have three children. Two of them save really well. The other one spends the minute it gets in her pocket. It um, burns a hole in her pocket. But the thing about writing it down is it's then going to prepare you and help you remember that and to keep your focus on it. Um, anytime you see something in front of you and it's tangible, then it helps you remember and helps you stay more um, on focus to do that. One thing, um, she'll go forward one more when she gets a chance, but we're just gonna talk about, um, once you know what you can accomplish, then it's important to figure out, starting with your budget, is where your money's gonna go. And that looks kinda scary, I know, but it's really not a big deal. All it's saying is, you know how much money you're getting, whether it's a job, whether it's allowance, whatever it is, you know where your money is coming from and how much you can expect. Again, once you get a job, that gets a little bit easier because usually you'll know what your paycheck is and that sort of thing, so you can plan on that. So you want to know exactly where your money's coming from. You want to track that, too. And then you're going to draft your budget. So this is when it gets a little bit harder because you have to start thinking of all the expenses you have. So you can go ahead and go to the next one. This is where, like I said, it's a little bit harder because these change sometimes. So um, pretty much everybody's going to know what their house payment's going to be or their rent, how much their car payment's going to be. But things like gas, things like food, those change every week almost, depending on how much you drive or how much you're eating out that week, that sort of thing. And then you also have to think about some things that you don't pay every week or every month. So like maybe your car insurance. Some people only pay that every three months or every six months. So you got to remember that. So developing your budget is actually going to end up taking a lot of time. Um, as you get older, you want to make sure it's not something you're going to sit down and do it in 30 minutes and say, okay, I'm done. Here's my budget. I'm good to go. It's something that's going to take a good three to four months because things come up that you don't expect. So just when I think my budget's going good, one of my kids will come home and be like, mom, we owe $75 for a beta club convention. Didn't know that was coming, so I didn't plan for it. You know, those things come up. So take a good three to four months and write down everything. And when I mean everything, I mean everything. How many of you have cell phones? Either you have a cell phone yet, most of us do. Kids are getting them earlier and earlier. Or um, how many of you have Netflix at home? Either of you, okay. Um, do you have any idea what your Netflix costs? Probably not, because I don't, and <laughs> I pay it every month. But it changes, things like that change, so you wanna make sure it goes up in cost, that sort of thing. So you wanna make sure you're writing that down. For a good three, 
even four months, so you have a good idea. And like I said, that one thing may be car insurance is every three months, then divide that total amount by three so that you know how much you can plan on for that one monthly expense. And so then once you know how much money you have coming in and how much is going out, that's when you want to start looking at it. Remember those goals we wrote down and those goals we were thinking about. So we want to start saving for those. So how are you going to do that if your money's all being spent? You got to figure out where you can save some things. So we are, like I said, a family of five. All three of my kids do sports. So we're gone a lot during certain seasons. It's hard to be at home. It's hard to eat at home. So one of our goals is to just not spend as much eating out and to eat at home or prepare ahead, plan ahead, right? So um, I look at that and I'm like, okay, so that's where we can cut back. We can definitely cut back on where we spend food. So I write that down like, okay, this is how much we're going to spend instead. Um, we have a dish where we live. And when we first signed up for the dish, it was a great deal, you know, moving deal. And so you get these thousands of channels for a certain amount. Well, that doesn't keep that because that's what they kind of get you to sign up for. Then they start raising the rates on you. And if you notice, then all of a sudden you got a thousand channels and you watch like maybe 10 of them. So start calling and be like, hey, you know, I don't watch all these channels. What else can I get for a cheaper rate? Start, you know, shopping around, doing things like that. Same thing with insurance. Shop around when you get older. Make sure you shop around for your car insurance because it changes. Parents, just so you know, the average adult only um, shops around for insurance every 20 years for their car insurance or their homeowners. A lot of people, there's a good chance that when you grow up, you'll just go to whoever mom and dad use for your insurance. Just why? Because that's what they always did, right? So you always want to shop around for things like that and on a regular basis to make sure that you're cutting back in certain areas. If you go to the movies, maybe every weekend, maybe you want to cut back to going once a month, things like that, and you're going to realize where you can start saving money. And then next one is putting the budget to the test. So again, this is going to take another probably three to four months, seeing if you can actually live in that budget you set. So like for me, like I said, I cut back on how much I spend on um, food. Did that work or was it too hard? Maybe I need to change and adjust those a little bit because sometimes we get so zealous that we say we're going to cut back, you know, and we do a little bit too much. So you want to take another, you know, three to four months and just make sure that you can live within that budget. And then you may realize, you know what, I need more for food, but I can cut back more on the movies or I can cut back more on my Starbucks, you know, whatever it is. There's other things that you can cut back on. So once you get that budget to the test, then you're going to talk about our next one kind of goes into paying off credit card debt. Um, the one thing I want to cover on this is hopefully neither of you have credit cards yet, okay? Um, Dave Ramsey, who's a very intelligent person, says no to credit cards. And that's great advice for some people, okay? <laughs> I'm included. I should never have a credit card because I have a hard time not shopping for instant gratification. Um, but some people, it can be a really valuable tool. So we're not going to say no to credit cards at all. They can actually be good for short-term you know, financing and that sort of thing. There's some really great credit cards out there that actually earn rewards. So like we actually have one at our bank where you have to, when you get older, you'll have to drive, which means you have to pay gas and you have to have food. So you have to buy groceries. So if you can get in the habit of paying those off every month, then you can actually earn cash back on those. So it kind of becomes a game. And if you can be smart about it and know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am going to pay this off every month, you can actually earn money back that way. So that's why we don't say no to credit cards completely. But um, this is, we talk about debt because unfortunately the majority of Americans have at least one credit card that they owe money on, most of them multiple. So if you'll go to the next one. Okay, this is the one I wanted to get to because you guys, as you get older, I have a son who's 
almost 18, and for the last year and a half, he's already been getting um, things in the mail saying, you're approved for this credit card, you know, even though he's not technically old enough yet. But um, you will start getting those very soon, sooner than you think, and it's going to look really easy, or it's going to be like, okay, that's an easy way to make some money fast, or to be able to buy something that I really want without having to wait to save. Or you may go to a store and start to buy something, they say, you know what, if you apply for our credit card, you get 10% off, and it sounds like a really good deal. But this is what I want you guys to know. So if, oh, it didn't bounce in, it's supposed to bounce in. Okay, so this one kind of already tells you. So let's say you got a credit card and you only put $3,000 on it. Maybe you graduate high school and you're going to go on a trip. So $3,000. You're not going to put anything else on it, but it's an easy way to pay for it. When you get back, you're going to pay it off, right? Then you get back and you forget, yeah, I've got to pay for this and I've got to pay for that. So I don't really have the whole $3,000. And it says I only have to pay $50 because that's my minimum. So let's say I only pay $50. And unfortunately, I get in the habit of doing that. Look at how long that will actually take you to pay off that one little trip that you went on for $3,000, didn't put anything else on the credit card. It took, takes 11 years and three months to pay that off. Okay, so if you graduate when you're 18, 11 years later, what, that's 29? I mean, think about it. You're almost 30 and you're still paying on the trip you paid after high school. Not only that, you paid off the original $3,000 there, but then you also paid $3,743 in interest. Guess what you get for interest? Nothing, okay? So you just spent $6,743 on one trip. So that's why I want you guys to see this because a lot of people don't realize that. They have a hard time understanding what exactly interest is and why it's such a big deal. But that's why it's a big deal. So you don't want to get in the habit of putting stuff on credit cards thinking, I'll pay it back later. It's no big deal. So, um, so anyway, once, if you had credit cards and we're paying off credit cards, you don't have to go for it anymore. Um, we're going to talk about savings. So we talk about things like an emergency fund. And the reason we want to have an emergency fund is so that if an emergency happens, you can focus on what's going on. Say somebody's sick, you can focus on helping them versus thinking, how am I going to pay for this and getting stressed out over that. So um, let's talk about what actually is an emergency. Is a vacation an emergency? No. Some days it feels like it is. Um, losing a job. Is that an emergency? Yes. Uh, medical emergencies, clearly it's in the word. A car repair, if it's something that has to be fixed and that's your way to work or your way to get your kids, that sort of thing, yes, that's an emergency. Paying for college, no, not really an emergency because it's something we can plan for. Getting the latest iPhone or the latest gadget, no. Buying a new car, not usually. Depending on if your car breaks down, then yeah, it's an emergency. Guess what, though? Just because your car breaks down and you need a new car doesn't mean you have to have the coolest, most expensive car on the lot, okay? Make the smart decision. You'll enjoy the extra money a lot more than you'll enjoy that new car that stays new for about three months. Um, legal issues can come up. That's things that you never know about, but it could be an emergency. Property damage. You guys have been getting a lot of rain here, too, right? Things are flooding, things are tearing up, things come up all of a sudden that you don't even think about, and that's going to be an emergency. So once uh, what we're talking about with those emergencies is creating that emergency fund. So you need to have what they say to plan on is once you have a job, how much can you live off for three to four months? 
And that's what you want to plan on. And so I always say, some people say it's how much you make. Um, that's not necessarily because if you don't have a job, you're going to live a little bit differently than you do when you have a job. So figure out the minimum amount it's going to take you to live for three to four months and try to fit that in there. For you guys, because of your age, the number one thing is just start saving. It's never too early. Start saving now, and then by the time that you do get that job and an emergency could possibly come up, you're already going to have that emergency fund ready, and it's, you're not going to have to panic. You're going to have it there as a cushion. So that's the main thing about emergency funds. After that, um, planning for you know other things in your future when you get jobs if they offer you any type of like retirement and that sort of thing always take advantage of those because it's like free money if i were to write a check and hand that to you you'd take it right so if your company's offering you something like that take that as well so that's another thing when you're looking for a good job don't just look about how much they pay you look about things like retirement and things like that that they're going to help set you up for success so that's about all I had. Like I said, this is typically targeted for a little bit older audience. But do you guys have any questions? <laughs> he saved it, but he spent it. So <laughs> but if you were saving for that specific thing and then you spent it, then that's okay. See, you could have hid that away and you would have never thought about it. And then if some new game or something came out, then you would have it. I know, it's hard. It's hard for me, okay? And I'm 45 years old. So I know it's really hard for kids especially. You have money to spend and there's so many new things out there and they're advertising all the time. But if you can get in the habit um, of every time you get some kind of money, putting a little bit back, you know, use the rest to, yeah, reward yourself, have fun, that sort of thing. You're at the age where you should be doing that, but just putting a little bit back to save. The budgeting and stuff, though, does that kind of make sense to you guys to understand how much money you have coming in and then subtracting out how much? And then that way you've got a good idea of how much extra you can put back and you can save for future things. The savings account is perfect for your age. Um, you can't do a checking account just yet. Um, once you're 16, 17, you can do a checking account, but your parent has to be on it too. But you guys can do savings account. Your parent still has to sign for that. Um, but it's your money. It's in your name. But you can't just run in and get it out because something new come out and you want to buy it. You have to have your mom and dad's approval to do that. So like both, um, all three of my kids have those. And um, what's really good, like at BB&T specifically, and it's the only one I can speak to because that's where I work, but like we have a really good app too. So like I use my app for my checking account, my savings and all of that. And then my kids' information is actually on there too. So they can go in and see how much they earn in interest even, you know. I mean, it's not, you don't earn a ton in interest, but it's free money. We don't turn away free money. But yeah, you guys can go in and you can start that now and it's really, really easy. It's literally your parent goes in with you, you put a certain amount in there, they're free for kids to have savings accounts. We don't charge anything for that because we want to encourage you guys to save. You don't have a better job, but you have kids that you have to pay for? Budgeting becomes very, very important. <laughs> Um, there are other organizations out there that can you can meet with and talk to, but that's another thing that I hope you guys know and found out out of this because I didn't know. You can always go into a bank, at least at BBNT, and sit down with them and talk to them and say, okay, this is where I'm at right now, and I can't figure out how to make it work. What's my options? And they will sit down with you and help you figure that out. Um, 
I think I, I think I mentioned my husband and I both lost our jobs at about the same time within like three months of each other. Scary as could be. Um, at the time, you know, I talked a little bit about retirement. So as you work for a company, you earn money back and you become, um, they call it vested. So you can technically get it out if you want before you retire. Um, but there's a big penalty with that. And I was in panic mode though. So I cashed it out my part, thought I took out enough for the savings. So I wouldn't be retired I mean, for the taxes. So I wouldn't be, um, penalized anymore, but I didn't. So huge penalties. I wish I had known that I could go in and talk to a bank and say, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Is this my best option? Because it may have been the best option for me, honestly, but I wouldn't now sit back and think, you know, did I make a mistake or was that the best thing to do? So just know that you can always come in, you know, tell your mom, dad, you want to go talk to a banker about something? They're happy to sit down. They love sitting down and teaching people new stuff. So you can, and even as you get older, if you find yourself in a situation like that, then go in and talk to the banker. You would be surprised how many people find themselves in situations like that. It's not uncommon at all. And, um, you know, if they can't help you, they will direct you to the right people to be able to help you. But it's a good reason to plan smart for kids, too, though, because kids are expensive. <laughs> Boys are a little bit cheaper than girls, though. <laughs> Do you have any questions? You're being awfully quiet. No? There are some great um, opportunities to take care of, um, take advantage of. We have like five two nines, and um, there's another thing in my mind, just went blank on what it's called. But basically, you can start save, saving for your kids, or your parents can start saving for you, and it's never too early. But it has a tax advantage to it, so your parents will want to check into that. So um, it helps you save taxes if, it, if they know that that money is going into, Coverdell is the other one, if they, um, the government knows for sure that that money is going to go into a college education or some type of further education. So some great um, tax savings there. And also keep your grades good as possible. Um, I know this because I have a child getting ready to start college this August. Um, we have a thing in Kentucky called Keys Money that is amazing, helps out a lot. Um, there is a program called FAFSA that as you get older, you want to make sure you sign up for. Um, talking more, I guess, to the dad here. <laughs> make sure they take advantage of that because that helps them. If they decide to work on campus, they'll have to have filled that out. And they also help you find what um, scholarships and things you're available or options are. Um, keep your grades good. Do any kind of extracurricular activities that you're involved in. Doesn't have to be sports. It can be music, arts, volunteering. My kids love to volunteer at the Humane Society. They volunteer at the library, actually, in Bowling Green. All of my kids have volunteered at the library. Keep track of all that type of thing. Is that the young gentleman? He's okay. No, I've heard the guy did the speech on that, and he's very, very informative.
And it is never too early to start doing that. And he will tell you things that bloom, or she, I guess. I listen to a guy who works for them as well. And there are scholarships out there that nobody takes advantage of that nobody even knows about. And he kind of helps you figure out those types of things. He had a funny story of a um, girl who, I think it was State Farm, offered a scholarship. And the only thing was your parents have to be insured by State Farm. Nobody filled it out except one girl. Nobody in her family is insured by State Farm, and she got the scholarship because nobody else <laughs> nobody else applied for it. So there's all kinds of things out there. He joked around that there are things, if you're into Star Trek and that kind of Comic-Con type stuff, there's a scholarship for you. I mean, there's just all kinds of scholarships out there. So that's not my expertise, but like I said, just going through it with my own child, it's never too early. So first thing, what do you do with goals? Come on, write them down, okay? Write them down and put them somewhere where you're going to see them all the time. Because if you have that goal that you know you're working for, then you're not going to be as likely to kind of cheat and spend on something else. And what about saving? When should you start saving? Now. Any little bit helps, okay? You don't have to have a certain amount. And that's what I tell everybody. Um, when you have a job, sometimes like when they tell you that much to save, you're like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to save that much. So why even start? Just start. Doesn't matter how much. Just start. Okay, and I think that's it. Um, there's a website. I think it's on that. Okay, it's bbnt.com. So um, if you go, just search bbnt, you'll find it. Um, there are all kinds of things like that on there. There's also a thing called financial foundations, and anybody can take advantage of that, even if you don't or your parents don't bank with BB&T. Anybody can go on there. There's 20 online modules on there, and they are so cool. They're almost like little miniature video games. I mean, you know, my version anyway. And um, they're less than 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes. You can go through, you can learn about your credit score, which is something that you guys will learn about very soon. Um, there are things about basic checking and savings accounts that you can look on. There's one on budgeting, um, about buying your first car, buying your first house, and then it goes all the way up to planning for retirement. But there's over 20 on there. And like I said, they're 10 to 12 minutes. They're really great. You can go on there and play around with them. You can put in numbers for a budget and play around with it, and it'll email it to you if you want them to. Um, do you guys go to school here locally? Okay, you may, have you ever heard of anything called EverFi? Okay, well, we, um, BB&T actually donates EverFi to the school systems here free of charge. And so you may, as you get older, start all of a sudden getting in these little online classes. And you guys remember me because that's our company that does that. So it's really fun. Um, you can get on there and do that. And parents can take advantage of that too. It gives things about buying houses, planning for retirement, and all that sort of thing as well. So I think that's it.